No BS, Trent Valley, Luke Sloan, Matt Merrifield, episode four, I believe, Trent. Is that correct? Yeah, four or five, okay. but who's counting? Who's counting? Yeah, we're, we're starting to lose count. I mean, once this uh, show is on for years and years and we're up into the thousands, we're going to lose count by then. But this is episode, we believe, four. We're coming off a, a back-to-back Michigan State losses, so the vibes have definitely been better. Red Wings are playing pretty well, though, so that's uh, something good to talk about. But Trent, you know, when he set up our chat today, he said this, you know, this is the no BS March grand opener. So it's going to be college hoops based. Uh, you know, I'm trying not to let Michigan State necessarily get me down. Uh, Merrifield, we, we've done a lot of arguing this week about our basketball team, and we're going to do some here this evening as we record on a Wednesday. But are you doing okay? Because, you know, you're still in love with this team. So I want to make sure you're doing okay. I won't tip my hat too much, but all things are good in the uh, Optimist Caucus. Is that what we called it last week? You know, it's the, really uh, kind of term? depressing. We'll, we'll just get right into it here. I'm, I'm the head of the Optimist Caucus here as we approach uh, primary season in the state of Michigan. I think that uh, no more frills, no more teasing. We're just going to dive right into it. We record this podcast after Michigan State loses back-to-back to Iowa and Ohio State, two horrendous teams at the Breslin Center. That's the first time that Tom Izzo and company have lost back-to-back games in East Lansing since 2016. And, of course, it stings a little bit extra because it's McCaffrey. Or, pardon me, not McCaffrey. Uh, yes, it is. Fran McCaffrey in Iowa. I hate that. And then it's, you know, Ohio State with an interim head coach who I had to look up before the game because, and, you know, <laughs> and, and no Jamison battle. I mean, we I could blow it for a long time about how much this yep. stinks. But this is going to be, you know, the basis of, of a lot of what we talk about on this episode is kind of taking the pulse of this of this program right now. And, you know, the Optimist Caucus, Matt brings that up. Trent, you and I used to be the Optimist Caucus with a lot of our sports. But right now with this Michigan State team, you and I are not, and Merrifield is, is because at this point as we sit here with three games to go, Purdue, Northwestern, and Indiana – I hate to say, I hate to call it a legitimate chance, but there is at least a sliver of a chance that this team doesn't make the tournament. I mean, I don't want to be dramatic here, but after losses to Iowa and Ohio State, you think about that. The program has been slipping for years, and I think it's hit a new low under Tom Izzo in recent memory with that loss to Ohio State. And it's it's just not good times in Spartanland. I mean, we're going to get into more of it here in a second, but I, I, I hate to be this guy, but I am in panic mode right now. This isn't my favorite sports take. I don't like being, uh, you know, uh, worrying and and panicking and having these big explosive takes about Tom Izzo's future and stuff. But this is a program that slipped since uh, Cassius Winston and Tillman both graduated, which was now five years ago. And every year it's been incremental little falls, and now we're kind of in a puddle of mud. And I, I hate to tee us up on such a depressing note here, but Trent, this is supposed to be a beautiful time of year and one that makes us really excited. And right now. I'm kind of down horrendous. So without further ado, let's see if we can get more sad. Well, Sloan, here's the beautiful thing, is you and I are always on the same page with this team. We are usually That's how Optimus Caucus started. And I'm actually, I'm with you. Everything that you've said up to this point. Um, I feel like it is a new low for the program, unfortunately. Here's the beautiful thing, though. There are so many ways to attack this. We can get into the losses and stuff. But the beautiful thing is that Matt Merrifield is joining the Optimist Caucus as a student upperclassman, which is the formula that you and I followed. Welcome, Merrifield. Here's, here's the only difference, and I, I guess I want Matt to drive on this more so because I, I've i exhausted myself talking about this team to everybody over the last week or really since Sunday when they lost to Ohio State. But the team that Sloan and I were the Optimus Caucus for was a team with Marcus Bingham Jr. playing his best basketball. It was a team with Joey Hauser playing his best basketball. And, and Matt, I know you love you some Joey Hauser. It was a team – where Tyson Walker and A.J. Holgard actually looked locked in more than half the time. I mean, Julius I, I Marble. Like, Julius Marble was still on the team. Yes. I could list, I could say all the ways. And I guess the reason that I'm so down is because I don't have any of that spice. I don't have any of that oomph, any of that stuff that just fills me back up, Matt. I guess that's all I'm saying. I We'll, we'll get into the rest of it in a minute here, but 
um, just touching base. Like I, I appreciate you being in the Optimus Caucus because I could use it. I mean, you guys know I went on a tirade on set on Sunday after that loss to Ohio State because I think that's the worst loss of the Izzo era, like in my life. Like the worst. I agree. Terrible. I'll tee you up a little bit here too, Merrifield. Building on what Trent said. The argument from a lot of Spartans in my life who are not necessarily panicking right now, including yourself, is don't care, don't care, don't care. You could still go on a run in March, and this team could still lock in and catch fire. And I get that, but I think it's natural to feel really frustrated with the results to this point because this was supposed to be Izzo's last best chance at like a two-seed and then a Final Four. Instead, it's going to look like a nine-seed or something. That's the thing. This was like the last chance at that elusive second title. That's how it felt, at least, Matt. And now, before we turn it over to you, I'm just going to say this out loud. I would not be shocked in the slightest if he calls it after this season. Drum roll, Merrifield. We've uh, we've given you lots of ammunition here. Well, there's a lot of different ways you can go. First off, I I think we forget how bad that – pandemic season was in 21 like i i really oh, think we Matt, trust me we, th- bad basketball we, that was they lost to we, one the we game do not like, sloan and i had to cover those games we, we were do there not for everyone it, it feels like people have because that, that team this team this year is like a thousand times better than whatever the hell we had to go through that year and they still found a way to make the tournament um i i don't know like i think it we're what four years removed from winston this is the fourth season without him. Yes. I think Matt, it's can, I, can I just, can I, can I quick throw something in there? Like, so <laughs> Go ahead. the only reason that, and okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to overload here. The only reason that pandemic year team made the tournament is because they beat Ohio state, and Illinois in the last week of the season. That's it. They and were the not Wolverine, and, and a very good Wolverines team as yeah, well. Yeah, and, yes. And I, and I, I know what you're saying. I get the principle of it, but like, I, to bring it back to what Sloan said and try to find it like a happy medium. It's like where the expectations were and how good this team can be. This team should be in a much better position than what that team was. That team scraped by, by the skin of their teeth and ended up being a first four team. I, I get your point. I'm just simply saying like those games aren't on the schedule. I mean, sure. They could go beat Purdue this weekend, but like that there's no, chance to wow everybody at the end of the season and then it's like they have to put Sparty in which is what everyone was saying so go ahead right I mean I still don't think they're in danger uh and this kind of leads back to Mike Merrifield's question of the week which I kind of threw out there is does this team deserve to make the tournament not whether they will or won't but do they deserve to which I think the answer is no I think the answer is no but I also think there aren't 68 teams this year that deserve to make the tournament I've been saying it for weeks now um College basketball kind of sucks this year, and there are teams that are worse. And we even saw after Ohio State, uh, pretty much everybody still has Michigan State as a nine seed. Like, even after that loss, I know they still have room to lose, and they could lose all three games the rest of the way. And then, yeah, they're staring down the barrel. Um, But I'm not panicking. Like, once again, I just think it's – there's a lot of issues with this team, but I think the main thing is they they know when they can turn it on. Like, I would not be surprised in the slightest. I actually kind of expect them to go into West Lafayette this weekend and win. I genuinely believe they're going to come back out. Like it would be because Trent, would you be surprised in any way? Would you be surprised if this team went out and won that game on Saturday night? No. Well, let me go and, on the record and, and, right yeah, now. Yes, Matt, that's the frustrating part. I get that. Let, let me let me go on the record right now, Matt, because like you and I are, we've always been brothers in the fraternity of like lifelong Michigan State fans. Nothing MSU basketball does surprises me ever. There is nothing that shocks me. Like that loss to Ohio I thought State they were making the tournament in twenty twenty. So. <laughs> I That's guess, my I guess prime all, example. All I'm saying is like I don't, I don't expect anything out of this team, which is sad. But like Matt, I'll, I'll call my shot right now. I don't think they're missing the tournament. I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think they're missing the tournament. I'm just disappointed in how things have gone, and that's kind of where I'm at. Would I be shocked if they go out and beat Purdue? Of course not, because Purdue's a place they never win, and this is some shit, some stuff they would do. Like this is just this is what this team does. This program does every year. I just laid out the 2021. The only reason they made the team or the tournament that year was because they went out and beat two top five teams to three top 10 teams. Was it in the last week of the season? Like, well, yeah, I, guess, I, just, I guess I want to clarify my point a little bit more just before we move forward. I do agree with both of you guys in terms of like, I don't, I think this team will make the tournament. Like the three of us are in lockstep on that. I, you know, I think we can agree. 
my the point I was making earlier is yes, we're going to make the tournament, in my opinion. But I think there is a chance they miss if they were to lose out in the regular season. I think they're in hot water, really hot water. And there, yes, I do think there is a chance that they don't win again in the regular season. You can, you know, produce one thing. You know, I know Indiana's terrible, but you go down there and they see ghosts in Assembly Hall, and there's things fall, falling from the ceiling. Be another fire in the elevator. And then, yeah, Northwestern. <laughs> you know, I get that it's Northwestern at home on senior night, and they might emotionally show up for that one. But Northwestern is well coached. They're good. I mean, this is you know, is every year Chris Collins, you know, was on his deathbed, and he's just resurrected the program, and they're they're very good. You know, he. Chris Collins in the last two, three years has gone into East Lansing and won. So there are ways you can carve a path to them losing all three of those games to close the year. I don't think they will, but I do want to ask you this question, Merrifield. I'm trying to get to the origin of your optimism compared to Trent and I. Trent and I are on, on th these things are solid with, with him and I. We do think they're going to make the tournament. We're PO'd that they haven't put up a nice regular season because, in my opinion, as fans, we deserve. You know, we don't deserve just, hey, well, let's turn it on in March, you know, all maximum effort now. No, I, I think the fans deserve consistency over a full body of work in the season. So my question would be, with Trent and I in lockstep of, of, of minimal to no optimism right now, is your sense of optimism solely coming on the fact that you believe that this team could just turn it on, portray a maximum effort, on a night-in, night-out basis, and make a little mini-run, despite all the BS and crap and smelliness and awful and terrible and nightmare-inducing stuff, is that the reason for your optimism? You think they can still make a run? I have two trains of thought. One being what's happening right now and what can happen the rest of the year. Yes, I think this team is talented enough, and with I think Booker's continue to take steps forward. I would I'd, I'd be interested to see if he starts on Saturday, just with the matchup with Edie, obviously. Um and I know they're going to have to use Carson Cooper and uh, Mati. You're going to have to use all five of their fouls. But beyond just – this team's talented enough to win the games this year. Beyond that, moving forward, this is it with this brand of Michigan State basketball. Tyson and Malik are gone for sure. Fingers crossed AJ leaves. And then we get to start anew, truly. I, I, think mean, the we, brand, we, I personally think the brand's been gone with this core for a long time. Well, the brand's you know, never been there. This has been Michigan State basketball the last three years. The three. You know what? You know what? Years. You guys, you guys just struck gold with this, Matt. You, Matt, you are spinning it in a way that I actually 100% agree with you. But I, I don't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, it just like that's the thing is okay. When did things go to shit? Well, when Cassius and Tillman left in 20. Now it's been this new set to run things, and it's been a disaster, and they're finally gone. And now new things yes. have to come in. And I understand basketball is a cycle thing. And I get, and I, I I think it's ironic. I'm the person saying this as the youngest one sitting here of just like over a long period. It's like four years in the span of college basketball is not a long time. Like, yeah, it sucks at the last three, four years. But we're spoiled from the standpoint that these bad years of four years have been seven seeds in the tournament, maybe an eight, nine this year. Like, well, I understand man, we expect so that, more. That... And not that we shouldn't expect more, but like – I, I think brighter days are still ahead, like because we're still recruiting at a very high stand from a very high standpoint. Actually, better in the last couple, like this year's class and next year's upcoming class is better than what it's been the last four years. Go ahead, man. I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with that at all. And I actually, for the sake of this little point, I'm going to make. I want to throw out the preseason expectations because obviously they were ranked number four preseason. We beat that horse to hell. But like. To bring it back to the, the the team that Sloan and I had the pleasure of covering in our senior year, like that was yes, they were a seven seed, but I had legit faith in that team to make a run. Last year, even I had legit faith in that team to make a run, and they beat Marquette. This team, I I just don't have it, and I'm I I don't mean to be so negative. Like I'm with you on in terms of the future, and I think you and I agree a lot more than than maybe is being portrayed here and how we're talking about this. But if this team is an eight or nine seed, like they're not going to beat Houston or UConn or Kansas in the first round or the second round, excuse me. Right. You know what I mean? I, that's just kind of where I'm at. And for that reason, I'm, I'm PO'd. That's all I'm saying. I, like, I that's that's, that's why that loss to Ohio State yeah. was so big. I because have, that takes you off the – like I had – I know I'm just rambling at this point, but I had delusions of reaching the five line. Or the so four I. line. 
So and now it looks like your ceiling is the like seven at best. And to get a seven seed, you got to beat Purdue. I think the this two sided thing of a. I think people are still holding on to the preseason expectations. I think we have as as a fan base have to let that go. This is not a top preseason top four team. So let it like preseason top four teams don't lose to Ohio State at home like that. This is not that team. Like, okay, so we need to reframe how we view this team, um, which I still feel like that's why where all the anger is coming from. Hey, that's on Tom, though. Not to interrupt you, that is on Tom because the expectations were warranted, in my opinion, with with the returning core of veterans and the the highly recruited kids he brought in. You know, yes, I agree with you, Merrifield, that lowering the expectations is what we need to do right now for our mental psyche with this team, but that is on Tom. We should not need to do this. I get college basketball sucks, but, like, it, we're, th- this isn't fair to anybody involved. We shouldn't have to lower our expectations. Right. This is I Michigan think, effing state. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the big thing, though, is wh- – and this kind of gives me hope that the best is yet to come for this team of – What's the best stretch of basketball this team has played? Because in previous seasons, we've seen, whether it's in December, mid-January, end of February, at some point this team plays elite basketball for a six, seven-game stretch. Where has it been? And, and well, maybe it's well to me, I, 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 to answer your question, I mean, I don't know if you agree with me. I think it was beating Illinois, beating Michigan, beating Penn State, that little stretch right there. I think that was – I, 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 I Matt, Matt, I, I, I'm not – I'm not trying to be negative. Because, Matt, I agree with you. I think there's more to give. I don't know if this group's going to give it, and that's why I'm so PO'd about it. I really – Matt, I don't. Matt, they could lose an 8-9 matchup week one. I know you know what could. I mean? I, All right, I want to do something fun here. This just kind of popped into my head over the past couple of minutes. This might be a little bit hard for you, Bearfield, because you're feeling more optimistic than us. I feel like every spark, you know, okay, I want to preface this by saying this. All right, one of us is a college student. The other two of us graduated in the last two years. So we know, you know, what it's like to be in these players' shoes in terms of being a student in East Lansing. Obviously, we're not athletes. But, like, you know, I I have an easier time criticizing professional athletes as opposed to college kids. I, I, you know, I have an easier time booing professional athletes as opposed to college kids. So I'm not – I just wanted to put that out there. But for a lot of Spartan fans, including us here, you know, we everyone's got their player, like their one guy on this team who drives them absolutely crazy. There's a lot of uh, contenders out there. I, I want each of us to go around here. I'll begin. But the challenge is we can't we can't pick the same one. So if the person before you picks this player, I'll go got, last because I have gotta, a few. Yeah, you gotta you gotta pick a new one. So this is the player that, like, grinds our gears the most. And for me, this is a no-brainer. I am the – over the years here, I've been the biggest A.J. Hogard guy in the world. When he is at his best, he's tenacious on defense, and he's big, and he's physical, and he can guard, uh, you know, forwards at times if you you want to switch. He's got some nasty to him. He can block shots. He can rebound because he's big. You know, he gets out and runs. You know, when, when he's barreling down the floor, you know, people will fold, you know, in front of him. You know, it, it, he's really worked to improve his jump shot the last couple of years. His free throw shooting is actually better. Looking at the player that A.J. Hogard was his freshman year, Trent, you remember covering that team in 2020. He played a decent amount, but he was so raw. His body was raw. His game was raw. And he's he did a hell of a job the two years after that to really, you know, become more of the A.J. Hogard that we know. But that brings into me might be into my next point. He annoys the hell out of me because it is all there with him. You think of that Kansas State game. You think of other games he's played. But he just checks out, checks out defensively. There are times when his jump shot, you know, he wouldn't be able to throw it in an ocean. Like, it, it drives me nuts because I love the potential of him and Tyson together in the backcourt. We've seen so many flashes. I love him as a player. You know, I think he's kind of an Izzo player, at least what an Izzo player used to be in terms of, like, some dog in you. But, like, dude, you do not show up. You only show up when you want to. In the, you know, in the Michigan game, whatever, Baylor, you know, you turn it on, you turn it off like a faucet. AJ, love him. He is my source, my biggest source of frustration. Trent, you said you wanted to go last? 
All right, Merrifield. I you know I think I know what your answer is going to be. You see, you shaking your head over there. Do, does his name mean. rhyme with Gaudy Mamoka Mizoko? No, 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 it doesn't. I think my biggest player I have an issue with, and it's not really his fault. I think I'll be more angry with him if it continues next year. It's Concar. Whoa! What the Whoa. hell? Okay, explain yourself. Explain. Explain. I love Cohen. He's useless. Like, actually kind of useless on a basketball court if he's hey, not, not running at the rim. So he's, he's playing seven minutes a game, but he's yeah. useless. What would you like him to do? He can't shoot. Well, he physically no, cannot shoot a basketball. He's 6'5 and can't shoot. I'm going to let you drive because this is your pick. The thing about Cohen, he can dunk, he can slash, he can run the floor. He can't shoot the basketball. He can't play defense. He's got a ton of talent and upside. It's not his fault that he kind of stinks in a lot of regards. He needs to be playing like 15 to 17 to maybe 20 minutes a night just to develop. And that should have started earlier in the season. I can't, I, I don't, I don't want to get mad at him. It's, it's Tom's fault. Well, I don't, honestly, I think he's one of the few players that doesn't, not that he doesn't need to play, but his issue, his biggest issue is can't shoot. I actually don't mind his defense for the most part. Um, he's long and he is super athletic, which gives him, and he's very fast as we found out, but he like offensively. And that part of it is the rotations that Tom runs, but what is he bringing to the offense at six, five standing in the corner? kind of running around running cardio while Tyson Walker tries to dribble through everybody and settle for a long two. And also because this team has no post presence, but like, I, it's just, I think it's frustrating because people fall in love with him because he can dunk and he can jump out of the rent or jump out of the gym, but he provides nothing unless they're on the fast break. He does. I guess my other counterpoint is that why not point a finger at a veteran that should be leading and knows the expectations here. AJ would be an example. Like it, it all, most of this falls at their feet, in my opinion, with the way that I, Tom is basically put somebody, these freshmen in jail. I, I mean, I have, I have honestly, I have some issues with Tyson um, because for some reason it feels like the last couple, honestly, I think that's fair. Should literally like, I kind of miss the, well, my freshman year, you guys are senior year of Tyson literally taking over for 10 minutes at a time. He doesn't do that right now. And I against understand Purdue, that. against Purdue at home. He was Purdue in Illinois. He did it where he literally, the ball was in his hands and it didn't leave his hands. He just, everything was him shooting from somewhere. And maybe that's what we need to see more of. Um, or maybe, he's, maybe he's worn out of being the guy and he doesn't have the legs under him. Like he used to, because he's had to carry I mean, this team for two I and a half years. I keep being told he's injured. Like that also could be the case. I mean, maybe, but I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of people. Um, Trent, you got a hell of a lot of candidates. Go ahead. You got, go ahead, you, Trent. Got, you got, oh, you got, totally. some, you got, you got a lot on the table here for is you. There, got, let's see. Is there anybody we center. aren't mad at? Is there anybody no, we aren't frustrated? No, no, Matt, Matt, that's perfect. Because that's what I, that's what I was gonna open <laughs> with. Was every single player on this team deserves a slice of the blame pie? Every single guy, even like Tyson Walker, Malik Hall. Guys that like people. There's one person people, that doesn't, or not as much. And who's that? That would be Jaden. I think it's well besides Fears. Uh, because my issue with Jaden is he had to take a step back this year because everybody took a step up, and the seniors and okay, Tyson. Yes. So and I think Matt, he just and I, he got relegated to a role he shouldn't be playing. Matt and I have talked behind the scenes on that. I actually agree with Matt, but that's more of a nuanced take. This show right. isn't about nuance today. We're playing fast and loose. Yep. I cannot believe that you guys left me Carson Cooper to just pick apart. He's useless. He's dead weight. There's no reason he needs to be in the rotation. And I hope to God that after that Ohio State travesty that might keep you out of the tournament where he played horribly and Xavier Booker played great that Tom Izzo finally gets a clue and uh keeps Carson Cooper off the floor. That's all this I got. I don't want to I don't want to pile on because Sloan, you're right. I don't want to pile on, on college athletes. I hate doing it. But <laughs> okay. Carson Cooper is not a division one basketball player. He reminds me a lot of Thomas Kithier where like he'll get in there and he'll make a couple plays and everyone loves him and he's because fun guy. He's not a D1 basketball player, and he brings this team down, and you saw it against Ohio State. And it's a shame that it came at the expense of Xavier Booker's minutes, who was making his first start and playing the game of his life. All right, we're going to do a little give and go here, Trent, because you know we're both streaking down the floor, and I gave the basketball up to you, but you drew the other defenders. You're giving it um, – well, I drew the other defenders. I'm going to give it right back to you. The thing about, <laughs> the thing about Chicken Coop, 
who does have a cult following, is that once again, I hate to be this guy because I've been saying it over the last 25 minutes that we've been recording, it is Tom. Why is Carson, sorry, hate to say this once again, but why is Carson Cooper on scholarship? Well, Sloan, this is, I don't mean to cut you off, but like, you're good. And I'm not throwing I just passed it back to you. (laughs) I got it right in the chest because I'm not throwing this right back at you. I'm just simply saying that's why I said I, hopefully Tom Izzo gets a clue because it's not, it's not anyone's fault, but his. What's Cooper supposed to say? Don't play me. I mean, I know there are occasionally guys like that, but not in college. And the thing too is that he needed to bring in some reinforce some other reinforcements. Friend of the program, Nathan Stearns, was advocating that they would have brought in a veteran at the five because I mean, Chicken Coop shouldn't be playing. Jackson Kohler is really flawed, even though he's got good footwork. Everyone just talks about that good footwork, whatever. Body's unplayable at this point. Stearns wanted in his ideal world said. You know, bring in more of a veteran at the five. You can pair with Booker, and they can kind of get the bulk of the minutes. I'm like, that's not a terrible idea. I have another question to ask, but I'm going to hold on just a moment because I want to sprinkle in a little bit more flavor here on the state of the program. Um, You know, I think this next question might be a little bit more geared toward Merrifield. This little comment session might be better for you, Trent, as a lifelong Spartan. But the the teams of our early college days are – when you and I were a freshman and a sophomore, Trent, Cassius Winston-led teams. This was post-Miles Bridges and Jaron Jackson. You know, watching them come together when they did just reminded me of all of the pillars of Michigan State basketball of the past. A player-led team. This is not a player-led team. A, an incredibly hard-working team. And, yeah, they'd have their clunkers, but they'd bust their ass in practice and come out and pound whoever, the, whoever that was next. Sloan, Sloan, the tenants of these Izzo teams are gone. They're gone. Sloan, you're cooking right now, so I don't want to cut you off. No, but you're I good. Remember, I'll never, I will never forget you and I being in the locker room when Xavier Tillman said it's not up or shut up time in 2020. Yep. Yep. And he was like, look, it's either this was after they lost to Illinois on the road, who was bad that year. They were, it was not the Brad Underwood vintage Illinois you see now. That's a perennial tournament team. It was a bad Illinois team. They lost to them, and then I think they lost again at home to somebody. It might have been Northwestern. might have been one of the boo-booey games. I don't remember. Not important. Point is, Xavier Tillman in the locker room was like, it's not up or shut up time. And you know what that team ended up doing? They ended up beating Luka Garza at home. They ended up beating Penn State on the road. They beat Ohio State on senior day, and they were in position to, God damn it, be a one or two or three seed in the tournament in 2020, and they would have been – trending right up and Sloan ever since then it's been a slow decline so I'm with you I didn't I didn't mean to interject I just wanted to bring that context to the table because you and I were there we had a front row seat these time this this team compared to previous Tom Izzo teams you know another friend of the program Brendan Shabbat brought this up the up the other day the whole defend rebound run thing well they they can defend sometimes when they want to you know that's been Izzo forever rebounding they can't rebound and then running they play at such a slow pace compared to compared to how they used to play, and I hate it because I used to just love to bring it right at teams. You know, string together some stops, get out in transition. That was so fun. I love that style of basketball. Gone. You know, Izzo, Izzo teams being tough. You know, gone. But I think the biggest thing, and you nailed it, Trent, is Izzo used to empower his players. And I know that he talks all the time about the athlete being different in 2024. His teams used to be player-led. His, you know, his point guards in particular were an extension of him on the basketball court. He'd have players that would get just as pissed off in huddles as he would. And the thing about Tom now is that, yeah, you know, he talks about this, you know, the, this team being different and stuff. This team has no leadership. In big moments, they'll throw the ball to each other, thinking about that Minnesota game in particular. Looks like no one wants to take the shot at this point because to your point, Merrifield, Tyson isn't doing that as much. No leadership. No dog. There's nobody who wants to step up and be the voice in the locker room. There's nobody who wants to take that shot. It's Davis Smith. It's Davis Evan Smith that we're hearing about is grabbing people by the jersey and telling them to get the, to get their shit together. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Like, why we've fallen so far, and it's so frustrating because we 
grew up watching these teams and they were so much fun and we deserve better because I said this a few moments ago, this is Michigan state and, and this is unacceptable. I think I agree. I, I get the frustrations. I think number one um, to the people saying that, you know, Izzo needs to retire or this needs to be last year. And there were people in our group chat that were saying that on Sunday after the loss. Um, I know damn well um, Mon- Coach Monty or Dane Fife or nobody is fixing what this what is wrong with this team other than Tom. Um, if you want to be Syracuse, Tom can walk away like Bayheim did when this team was a borderline 10-11 seed perennially. And um, there's a right way and a wrong way to walk away from this. And I, I think Tom realizes that. And I think he's going to fix it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't wait. There's like a 30, there's like a 50, 50 chance when we record next week, they're coming off at least one win and the whole vibe will be um, much, much different. And it'll be like, I, I just, I don't know. It feels like every single week, the vibe is just dependent on one, whether they won or okay, lost man, the last game. What you just said, there's a 50, 50 chance yeah. they come off at least one win. Is that like how, I want to make. Are we I'll feeling make, good about that? I, I want, I'm with you, and and I know I keep cutting you guys off. This no, is a really good. bad episode for Trent interrupting people. No, but, you're good, Matt. I am with you on the future of this program. After yes. sleeping on it, I'm totally fine with Tom Izzo. I love him to death, and I, I I really want to take back some things I said in the group chat about him after that Ohio State game because I'm with you. We're allowed to be emotional. The culture needs to overturn, and obviously in college sports where it's a four-year sport and things – well, nowadays it's like a seven-year sport. But you get my point. Like, it, it it overturns every now and then. I do think there's a future here, Matt. I just – I'm more – I mean, what again, I, I don't know if it's a 40 and slip, but what you said, you were like, okay, when we come back next week and we talk, there's a 50-50 chance we're talking about at least one win. I'm just so over that. I'm yeah, so over it because I think this team, this team to me, Matt, right now, they've got a chance to turn it around, but this team feels like an eight seed that's going to lose to a nine on the first day of the tournament, and I'm just going to get to watch March Madness in peace. I want to tie up a couple of loose ends before I ask what is going to be a pretty pivotal question here, and I'm asking, when I ask this question, I'm asking for some some commitment from all of us to own up to our answers to that question for the rest of the season um, because there's been a lot of waffling and I am a victim of that, but I did want to tie up a couple of loose ends. One of them is a point that Merrifield made earlier, you know, given no one transfers, which, you know, we're not going to talk about that yet. A, a Xavier Booker, Cohen Carr, Jeremy fears led team. That does make me a little bit excited. You know, I, I'm ready for this core to be gone because they drive me crazy. The, the prospects of those three sophomores leading this team, that, that that is intriguing, especially, you know, with Jeremy coming back. That's number one the thing I wanted to tie up. And, you know, we can head on this quickly. I do want to ask this next question, but I, I do have some optimism. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not, uh, I, you know, run, run Tom out on a, on a rail now, you know, like I, I'm, I hate the way things are trending and I'm, probably closer to that take than a Tom Izzo extension take or something. But I see this thing trending and Trent, this is once again, memories of you and I and our underclassmen years in East Lansing. Mark my words right now. This is going to be exactly like what happened with Mark D'Antonio in his final years in East Lansing. Not terrible, not, not like awful, like not making the tournament or in Mark's case, not making a bowl. In Mark's Bowl last two years, yes, yes. In Mark's last two years, they were okay. They were fine. They were average. They didn't bottom out. But Mark didn't get with the times, and it was it was you know he was being very stubborn. Kept and they were in the Red on. Box Bowl. Yeah, and and they went six and six. Went in the Red Box Bowl. I think we could see a similar situation here with Tom. The last couple of years have already been evidence enough. I don't think it's going to be a complete bottoming out. There'll be a seven, eight, nine seed. You know that the remainder of Tom's tenure, but. I don't think he's got the chops at this point to completely dig them out of what they're in and bring them back to the mountaintop of college basketball. Not in 2024. He might be able to do it in 2007, but not in 2024. That's my opinion. And, and, he, and you lived through the D'Antonio era, Trent, in, in person, in the flesh, and he's Lansing. You can draw yeah. those parallels, I think. 
Oh, I think that's a great comparison or a parallel, whatever you want to call it. The difference for me, Sloan, and, and this is no secret to anybody, um, my allegiance lies a lot closer to Tom Izzo than it ever did to Mark D'Antoni. I love Mark. I love Coach D, obviously. But I'm a much bigger basketball fan at Michigan State than I am football, mostly because the Lions consume 99% of my life. But that's another, you know, whatever. Um, I don't think that's a horrible take from you at all. Because I think you're right, Sloan. I mean, since let, let's say it out loud. And, and I know we keep beating this to hell, but it, it needs to be said, like, since Cassius Winston and Tillman left, that is your line in the sand. The team hasn't been a national contender since then. And I know they were in the Sweet 16 last year and went to overtime against Kansas State, who was a really good team and went on a good run, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson and uh, Club Tang. Great but, team. Love Jerome Tang. Great guy. But, dude, the, the, the point stands. It's like, Matt, I'm, I'm, I don't, it sounds like I'm picking on Matt. I'm not, but it's like the priest. Hey, if, this team turns it, if this team turns it around, I'll kiss his feet. I'll be the first one to genuflect to him. And, and you know what? Sloan, I'm not even ready to say they're going to lose in the first round. I think they're winning a game in the tournament, but we'll get to that. You know we have plenty of time to get this. There, this actually is a perfect transition into what I want to do. Go for and it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to preface this by saying, I think it was you Merrifield. The mood of this podcast that we do does go up and down depending on the results of this team. And, and to your point, too, Trent, we get all high on them. We forecast a path to a five seed. And then 10 days later, it's like, holy shit, maybe they're not. We're hoping to make the tournament. Like, we, we're very, very up and down, much like this basketball team. I want to do an exercise right now. I want to draw our lines in the sand here. Like you said, Trent, this is the no. BS March Grand Opener. Friday is officially March. I'm feeling so excited. It was 72 degrees yesterday in Detroit. Broke a record, and I'm pumped about it. We're drawing our lines in the sand right now. We're going to theorize and slash predict what this team is going to do the rest of the way. And this is the take that we have to stick to, not just for the purposes of this chat, our personal lives, uh, you know, uh, you know, our conversations with our friends. This is the prediction. Now that it's March, this is the prediction in terms of what this team's going to do the rest of the way. I'm very. This is very, very serious. You know, this is a lot of integrity that we're showing right now. And I'll, you're very I'll, serious I'll, about this, Sloan. You're very I'll serious. Just, I'll, I'll do, yes, very serious. I'll just go ahead and lead us off. I mean, you know, it's a point that a lot of people like to make. Team's got a lot of talent. They could want to put. They could choose to put in an effort on a night in, night out basis, and they could just roll on into the second weekend again, like they did last year. And I think it's going to be a, a bit of a mixed bag the rest of the way. I see a W at Indiana. I see a W at home against Northwestern and a loss to Purdue. So I think they go 2-1 and one the rest of the way in the regular season. I think they win one game in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, you know, it's – God, I'd have to look at the standings to theorize where they could be at at this point, but it's a, a mess. So I'm not, we're not even going to do that. So I see them going – you know, three and two the rest of the way, uh, you know, Big Ten tournament included. I think they're going to play in an eight, nine game, most likely. Maybe they'll sneak up to that seven spot, depending on what the rest of college basketball does. I don't I don't think this team will lose to or lose uh, their opener in the tournament. I think they'll beat. A, a, I think they'll win a game in a seven, ten or an eight, nine. And I think they're losing the round of 32. I'm not I, I can't predict a run at this point. I'm not going to. Um, and, and, and that's just where I stand at this point. The, I, I haven't had fun, and I'm not going to, uh, you know, act like there's going to be a bunch of fun in the future. So you think they're going to win two of the next three, and then one game in March each? In that is correct. It's okay. going to be just like Trent and I's senior year when we lost to Duke in the round of 32 and beat Davison in the first round. I think like and Sloan, we covered that. <laughs> we covered we that game. Juan Sakor's wellness arena. Places of I, think, <laughs> I love it though. I, I go back there. They're gonna win two um, of the three to close out. Okay, they're so you gonna, and I are in agreement on that. Yep. I th I think I think I think they're winning on Saturday. I don't think they're winning at assembly, but I think you're high. I'm okay. just I, I I'm sorry, Matt. I don't want to be mean here or anything. 
but I just I just do not see that happening. Okay. I I love you to death. I I love you so much. I could kiss you right now, Merrifield. Merrifield and I were at the Riv together on Saturday nights. This past Saturday night, it was electric. But Merrifield, I think you should be put away if you think they're going to beat Purdue. I'm oh, sorry. Let me, let me let me continue. They're going to win a game in the Big Ten tournament. A at game least, one. I think I think they're going to win two. I think they get to the semis. Big Ten does suck, so that's a good point. Because unless they're the eight nine and don't have to and have to play Purdue game two, I think they can beat Illinois, Wisconsin, or Nebraska slash Northwestern and on a neutral court. Especially the way Wisconsin. Anyway, and then tournament time. Um, hit us with it, Matt. Be completely honest. Tell us we're idiots and flip us off and, and have them go to the Final Four. I want to hear this because I I would cut my foot off right now for this team to go to the Final Four. I can't. They're going to win a game. They're going to win one game. A game. A game. Okay. So this is a good I can't, segue. I can't, I can't say anymore. I can't. Wow. This is a good, this is Come a good on segue. now. You're the optimist here, brother. No, here we go, Sloan. Here we go. Because, Sloan, I'll reclaim my crown. I'm going to go home and cry. <laughs> I, I can't. He, he's been – he's carried the torch. He's carried the torch. I, Merrifield, I was praying you'd say Sweet 16 or something. You just you just took my heart, ripped it out, threw it in the garbage. Well, hey, Sloan, I'm going there. I'm going there. We'll get there in a second. Woo, let's go. Here's the thing. Matt, I don't think they're beating Purdue. But what I will say is there's a better chance they finish the season 3-0 and than 1-2. and Does that make sense? I can get, like, I can get behind. I very much agree There's with a that. better chance they finish the season 3-0 and than 1-2. and I think 2-1 and one's a lock. Put me on the board, whatever you got to do. Pencil it in. Sharpen it in. Board, yes. You can't put it on the board. <laughs> in honor of baseball season, Sloan, that was a great oh, yeah. callback. But – I think in the Big Ten tournament that Luke Sloan and I so much miss covering. Love that. that. Where is it this year, by the way? You should know this, Merrifield. Where, the Big Ten tournament? Yeah, where is it at? It's in Minneapolis. That would have been so fun, Trent. You would have gone and watched Rudy Gobert spread COVID to people at the Timberwolves game beforehand. It would have been great, but it needs to be in Indianapolis every year. But whatever, that's beside the point. Indianapolis. Can't wait till it's in Brooklyn or Seattle next year. <laughs> you know what? They haven't decided. They have to put the the bids are in. Detroit put in a bid. Let's go. That'd I'd be, be great. Okay Detroit. That'd be Detroit. I love Detroit. By the way, this is a podcast. Hey, we got, Brady, we got I'm wearing my Pistons jersey today. Beat the Bulls last night. I love beating the Bulls. But we got to bring it back to. To bring it back to square one, I think this team is finishing two and one. Uh, I think they're losing to Purdue, but Matt, I'm with you. I'm not putting it past them to beat them. If they beat if they beat Purdue, they're finishing three and zero. Put it that yeah. way. So um, no, because it's will lose. Case, they're Matt, gonna, they'll I, lose to Indiana Trent. I, I don't think you. No, 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 Matt. Because Matt, Matt, that is the perfect segue into where I'm about to go. Because if they beat Purdue, that's it. It's all over. They are going to the Sweet 16. Everyone better watch on Saturday night because if they beat Purdue, and I know I've just, I just spent the last 45 minutes and change ripping this team. If they beat Purdue, that's where I'm back on Matt. I'm back on Matt's train and Matt's corner, and I'm like, okay, Tom's gonna have these guys fired up, and they are definitely Matt. They could get, they could repeat last year. I mean, they could they could beat Marquette in the second round if Marquette's a two seed and Michigan State earns a seven. But by Shaq beating has Purdue. got hair. Yeah, so it, Shaq has hair. I love Shaq Smart, by the way. Strong guy. Love the Big East this year. We'll talk oh. about that next week. But, Matt, uh, to make a long story short, my huge take that I wanted to get across is that I think 3-0 and is much more on the board than 1-2 and is. I, don't, I, 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 I think you guys both kind of agree. To an extent, other than that, so. we're gonna have to see how it plays out. I mean, we'll talk next week. By then, they'll have played Purdue, they'll have played Northwestern, and then we'll have a real good idea of where this team's going. But I still, I still do believe the ceiling 
is Sweet 16. I don't think they're getting there. I'm not predicting it. Step you, one you, is you beating Purdue. The floor is the round of 32, though, Trent. Correct. You do think I because I think we'll no, no, I don't win an opener. Really, to the be completely honest, I don't. No, I think the floor is they they're a nine seed and they lose one and done. Lose yes. to an eight, good eight. Yes. Well, but, I mean, but again, I appreciate again, your keeps, I appreciate your honesty because that keeps this. Yeah. And, and again, I, I'm not predicting that. I mean, I'm with you. Like, I, I I think the team still will win a game or two in the tournament. But I, the floor, absolutely. I mean, the floor could be missing the tournament. So yeah, I think they'll make it. So at this point, the floor certainly for me has to be just they they get in. They're an eight nine. They lose that first game. I don't know. Let's let's uh put it this way. This is this whole episode is a tease for next week because there's going to be a lot to talk about next week because the Spartans haven't won a game Mm -hmm. since they beat scum a couple weeks ago. You know, I will kind of do a little round table here to wrap this, but this is, this is kind of a special set of circumstances. This is not our like usual lineup here of, of of segment offerings. We usually talk about Detroit. We're not going to do that this week. We usually do in and out. We're not going to do that this week. We're still going to do the gambling corner because I don't think we could physically log off this podcast without gambling. So that's going to happen. But this is this is all MSU. This is this is 45, 50 minutes of MSU because this is all we've been thinking about all week, and it's been keeping us up at night. And our emotional, uh, you know, state of being is completely tied to this basketball team. And when they're good, I feel good, and when they're bad, I'm depressed. Um, and, and that's just that, you know, happy March, happy March, everybody. But I'm we're going to close this with this before gambling corner. And then we call this thing a wrap. I'll start with you, Merrifield. You know, this all sucks, but I'm still, you know, I hate what's going on right now, but I'm fired the F up for Saturday night. I'm going to get off work. I might get a couple adult beverages, you know, get ready for this prime time, eight o'clock tip off. Like Saturday is a big game. It's a huge game. They could get ran off the court, but it's the key to maybe unlocking something this team hasn't had so far. So yes, I am excited for Saturday. It's got a big game feel to me. I mean, would you guys agree? I, I'm, I'm pumped up to watch it. Maybe we'll check in at halftime, of course. I'll, I'll go for it. I mean, Saturday. I'm excited. Like, how can you not be excited? I mean, I know some people are worried because Michigan State's probably going to be like 10 point underdogs, um, which they're going to cover more than I, that. I, no, Matthew, if they will cover because I, I think they could even win, but I think that I think it's going to be 14. 14? Yes. If it's a 14 point spread, I, I'm. Taking state in the fourteen. I mean, Purdue, I don't, Purdue's killing everybody. Like, I, agree, I agree with you, Trent. It's going to be that big, big even, spread. Because even if this team doesn't go out and win on Saturday, they are going to. If this is the team that we unfortunately have been accustomed to, they're going to go out and they might lose an, a nail biter, but they they are not getting blown out. They will come out and play at a Final Four caliber level on Saturday night, whether we like it or not. This is just the cycle it is. Trent's I mean, excitement level for Saturday. Well, it's a 10. I mean, I love this team. I love I, I will always love this team. And like I just laid out last segment, am I predicting they're gonna win? Of course not, but I do think they could. If they don't if they win, I will not be surprised in the slightest. Because like Matt and I have spent all episode preaching as much the, the, the frustration I have with this team, it all comes out of love. I love the Michigan State Spartans men's basketball team more than I love any of the Detroit sports outside of the Lions. Like, this is like my life. I live and die with this team. And that's why I got so emotional talking about Tom Izzo's thing. So it's a 10, Sloan. But I guess this this could be a decent segue, unless you have a better idea, into I know Matt had a little quiz prepared for us that that is evergreen, as he put it, which is a ah, good way to put it. That is a good but, way to put um, it. Go to radio term. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I used the term evergreen with my father earlier, and he asked me what that meant, and I had to explain to him in what? terms of journalism or radio. Oh, it's a term it's a college radio term for yeah. sure. What can we put really... what can we put in the bank that we can continue to use and put the least amount of effort forward? That's what evergreen yeah. is. Um, I, don't, I, I have a good name for the segment other than what year is it? 
for Michigan State basketball. What year? How are many? We in? How many questions? Um, Trent, you're, you're, we got three. We got seven seasons Nine. on here. So we can the go format of this, and this down. got me thinking because of. Trent, you are a lifelong Michigan State fan, so you might remember some of these runs. But sometimes we've been so blessed to have so many March Madness runs, we kind of forget how we got to where we got to. So yeah, yeah, hang on, Matt. Um, let me let me check my notes here. They made the tournament every single year that I've been alive. So there you go. So I've picked together, I think, seven or eight seasons where they won multiple games. I don't have the team they lost to listed because I feel like that would give it away. But you. Based on who they played, can you tell me what year this is? Okay, I love it. So let's start with year number one. Michigan State made the Sweet 16, and the first two games, they beat Valpo and Memphis. That was early. That was definitely I, early. I hate to do this. Can you repeat the question, Murfield? I, my wife is switching. <laughs> what, year is, what year is this? Michigan State, on their trip to the Sweet 16, Beat Valpo and Memphis. Also, another clarification: this is in my lifetime, so the earliest year there is is twenty two thousand three. Valpo and Memphis. so two thousand three to present. What year was this? My guess is two thousand four. That's my guess. So, did they cap out at the Sweet Sixteen? They lost in the Sweet Sixteen. Alpone. Yes, they capped out at the Sweet 16. Um, I'm gonna go. Alpone. I'm gonna go with 2010. Sloan, you were the closer one. 2010, they made the Final Four. Um, but 20, <laughs> this was 2013 oh. before they lost to the oh, eventual champion. Uh, well, no, the uh, no, this is the year before they lost to the eventual champion. They lost to Louisville this year. Or the, ah. no, this year they lost to Duke. They lost to Duke in the Sweet Sixteen. Okay, okay. What, what are we doing here, Matt? What, what's, what, yeah, Matt, Matt, never Matt do you have the right spreadsheet up? What are we doing? Yes, I do have the right <laughs> spreadsheet. Next year, right, this one you I know remember what? more commonly. Let's flush that one. We're going to the next one. Next one, they beat Delaware, Harvard, and Virginia Delaware. on their way to an Elite Eight. Twenty fourteen. Remember it clear as day. Adrian yeah, Payne. That. Yep, 2014. I remember I remember that second round game against Harvard. Yep. Also, hang on. Timeout. Timeout. I should definitely let Be Sloan answer this first because that, that would make it more interesting. Yeah, I would say Trenton, you, you, you Yeah. Well, I just I had a big mouth Next there. Up, I spoke. Did we, we get that one? Did we get that one right? <laughs> yes, you did get that one right. That was 2014. Nice. Next All up, right. This this was a final four year for Michigan State. They beat New Mexico State, Maryland, UNI, Northern Iowa, and Tennessee. Could you repeat those teams? <laughs> New Mexico State, Maryland, Northern Iowa, and Tennessee. 2015. 05. No. This was 2010. Oh, the year. Lucius at the three, descend to the Sweet 16, and then they beat Cinderella, UNI, and then Tennessee. So, Dang you it. guys are one for three. Mm, Next yeah. up. So All right. We got to pick it up here. Yeah, we got to pick it up. Hey, we're still back at 333. <laughs> this season, they beat Georgia, Virginia, Oklahoma, and Louisville. Can I can I give this one? This is my favorite team of all time. It's the 2015 Spartans. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that was 2015. It's it's they beat them, didn't they, they? They won that elite game at the Carrier Dome, didn't they? Yes, yes. Why it was at the Carrier yeah, Dome, the, I do yeah. not know. It was. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I also have zero recollection of that Oklahoma game, but yes, it happened. The only reason I jumped the shark on that, by the way. Matt, that Oklahoma game, I think it tipped at like 940. It was like one of the I, I remember games. it being a night oh, game. I just don't never watched it. And I've never seen highlights of it either. That's the game that the Denzel Valentine like tossing the ball over his shoulder. That's where that meme comes from. Like he's like, ah, oh, you know, people edit stuff in. Whatever. Um, Not 2015. Come the back. Only, back. The only reason I threw that in is because Brandon Dawson's my favorite Spartan of all time. Yeah. 
So I, uh, Brandon Dawson, of course, I remember, I remember being down there. I actually was watching that game against Louisville to go to the final four, Louisville, excuse me. And uh, Louisville. he tips the ball in an OT and it's like, I, after that, I was supposed to go to a driver's training test, like a drive, not, not to get my license, but like a driver, you know how you had to go on a certain amount of drives. I was supposed to go on a drive after that game. And then ah. I ended up calling it off. I called the instructor. I'm like, hey, no, Michigan State just won. I'm celebrating. I was 15. I wasn't like drinking or anything, but I'm like, ah. I, I am in no shape to drive. Sorry, Matt. Go ahead. All right. We're doing You're good. better, uh, Matt. Next... We got what? Two more? We got two more? Uh, I think we got three more. Oh, nice. So next up, we got Michigan State went to the Sweet 16 this year. They lost to, or they beat Long Island and St. Louis. Yeah, this is where I'll go uh, 2007. They beat Long Island and St. Louis. The Billikens. <laughs> Can you tell me who they lost to in the Sweet 16? They lost to Louisville. This is the year they lost to Louisville. Okay, so it's not any time recently because they Louisville they sucked. were. This is the last time Michigan State was a one seed. Oh, what, Sloan, you're not you're not worried about a Chris Mack team beating? Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is the last time we were a one. So that would be two thousand and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with two thousand and six. No. I'm gonna go with two. Yeah, I'm gonna go with 2017. I'm going with 2017. Nah, this is hard. This one Not sucks. Even close. Uh, uh, no, no. Come on. What's the answer, Merrifield? This was What's the 2012. Uh, oh no! That was the last time MSU was in one season. I believe that wow. was. Yeah, yeah. I believe that was Draymond's last dance. I I'm not mistaken. No, 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 no. Was um, it or no? I thought he. I thought he. Draymond graduated in 2014. It was 13, 12 or thirteen was Draymond's last dance because fourteen. They no, you're him. right. You're right, man. It's in that wheelhouse. It, not important. Go ahead. All right, let's so. flush it. On their way to a Final Four, they beat Old Dominion, Vermont, Duke, and Kentucky. Okay, this sounds like an iconic run. I really, I, I don't even know. I'm going to say it was You're before I was old enough to remember. I know it wasn't in 09 because that's when Duke won the Natty. We went in 05, didn't we? Yeah. Final guess. Good good idea, Sloan. Let's go. It is, it is 2005. Yeah, Sloan! I believe, in the Sweet Elite Eight or All overtime. Right. Old Dominion. Nice work, Sloan. Old Dominion round one. All right. Let's finish this sucker strong. And then last one. This was another Sweet 16 run. They beat Temple and Pitt in the first weekend. Okay. This is 2008. This is another. This would have to be another example where Pitt would have to have Jamie Dixon there because they've been awful, Jeff Capel. 2008. Temple and I have no basis for that. I'm just guessing. Temple and Pitt. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm, I'm going to go with 2013. We already did 2013. It was 2008. It was Trent, Wait, did Trent correct. get it? What? Trent, Trent got it correct. Trent's blind guess was correct. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't really a blind guess because I do remember like being. You know, you got to remember. I mean, Sloan. I I'm not. I'm not talking down to Sloan. I mean, Sloan grew up a Michigan fan, so I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure you could do the same thing with certain players of like the eras. But for me, it's like when I was eight years old. I do remember. I do remember MSU playing Old Dominion, even though I was eight, That's and I like. Funny. So it's just I just took a stab. I I was I was in between 08 and 07 because yeah. I know in 09 they went to the Final Four, and Matt's whole precursor was this was a Sweet 16 run. So that's all. 
Let's uh, whatever. Let's go green always. Absolutely. Go green forever. Even against Purdue when they're going to be 14 and a half point underdogs. I'd say we uh, we gamble next. Uh, does everyone have some selections prepared? Of course. Because I, I, I got mine ready to go. I know Merrifield does. I'll just yeah, lead I us would... off here. Go ahead. Well, I would like to, I would like to give a shout out to Metro Detroit basketball for allowing me to hit my first parlay of the basketball season. Oh, last week. You, that cash! All three of those hit. I also wow. added Pacers to beat to cover the Pistons that night by twelve or whatever it was, and Damn. the Pacers also covered. So I only took one of the teams to cover in Detroit, which was Oakland. But thank you to Metro Detroit Hoops for helping me out. Um, so I got two picks for tonight's matchups that yes, haven't tipped you off. Go, you lead us off, Merrifield. I got two you, picks you for tonight. As much as I hate the way they play basketball and I despise their team system, give me the Cavaliers to win at BC tonight. They are point and a half underdogs. Yeah, boo. Actually, it's the Lions. As it, when I took it yesterday, it was they were plus one and a half. Now they're favored by one and a half. And I also like Texas A&M to cover the five today against um, South Carolina. South Carolina is incredibly fraudulent. Ooh. And A&M That's needs to win. I'll go home and watch that game. It's not bad. You know what, Merrifield? I'll, I'll go second because I'm staying in college hoops here. I feel like we have to for the March grand opener. These are actually two Big Ten games that suck, and they're both tomorrow. So I'm going with Big Ten games that suck, and they're tomorrow. So there's lots of parallels that we can draw here. This is Thursday night as we record on a Wednesday, 6.30 in Columbus. You've got the Buckeyes of Ohio State getting two and a half against tournament-bound Nebraska. Uh, something doesn't really smell right here. The Buckeyes have gotten some big upset wins over Purdue and, and Michigan State. I'm going to go with the old up-down theory here, and I'm going to go Nebraska plus two and a half on the road. I, I think they might they might cover that easily. I mean, Ohio State's due for, due for an L here at some point. And then my other game in the Big Ten, it, we're going to go to a beautiful Piscataway. Tomorrow night, 8.30 tip-off, the – Rutgers Scarlet Knights are hosting the dreadful 8-20 Michigan Wolverines. Rutgers is getting six and a half points at home. These are two teams that suck. Rutgers is not very good. I hate to say this because I hate them. I think Michigan's kind of due for one. And I don't know if that's a win or just a game where they can beat a little bit more. I've got Michigan covering that number, which is six and a half. Like I said, I don't really have a ton of reasoning behind this. It's just kind of a gut feeling because Rutgers is also really bad. Like, they can't lose out, can they? Maybe. But either way, I'll take the Wolverines in the points. Isn't Doug McDaniel suspended still? Nope. He's back for road games now. That's another reason why I'm taking that. What a clown show. The Michigan Wolverines. (laughs) Hate him. Look, I I only had one pick. I am amending my pick to two because of what Sloan just said. Um, I'll take Rutgers in the points. I will definitely take the Scarlet Knights. Shout out. And also, my second pick. This is a future. I don't know what you can get this on around the country, but they have a a little, like, promotion, I guess you'd call it, for the Hard Rock Bet app in Florida. The Florida Gators are going to the Sweet 16. Um, This is a team that... They're honestly looking at as high as a five seed. I mean, if they keep winning. So yeah, I, agree. I don't think it's a stretch at all to say that they – I mean, they're nationally ranked right now. What are they, 24? I love the young coach, like that. too, that came from uh, – his name's Golden, I think. Good yeah. I, coach. There, there, there's no reason to not believe in the Gators to make the Sweet 16. They just got to win a couple games. I mean, they're going to be like a five seed, four seed, even a six seed. Hell, so that's my other one. I know that's a future. Yeah. We're going to have to keep tabs on it, but I'm there, man. I mean, every morning I, I pump the tires for the Gators. So I wanted to do it on this show as well. Man. Chop, chop Gators. Not to bring up a sore spot, Trent, but you also earlier in this program were a little bit high on Florida State. And that has yeah. as well. Yeah, that, that's gone by like, the wayside. Leonard Hamilton comeback season. <laughs> we're pumping the brakes on that just a hair. This was – um. Wow, this was this was all college basketball, all gas here. I think we definitely brought it. Um, you know, wasn't always pretty, but at this point, 
you know, all bets are off with the Spartans team right now. A plus episode, in my opinion. Because hey, Sloan, you brought it. All we bets are it. off. All bets are off with the Spartans, but the three of us, we are still all Back. in, no yes. matter what. Let's go, baby. Come on, go green. Are you giving it as this episode grade an A plus like me? I'm giving it an A plus plus, perhaps. I'll give it an A plus with a little cherry on top, a little a little dressing for the Sunday. Don't bring us down now, Merrifield. You gotta you gotta uh, you gotta take us home. I'll give us an A plus. I, I don't know if nice. we can top the Bill Raftery impression on this beautiful Wednesday night. You know, it was all it was all gas. It was all Michigan State hoops. Purdue's up next. Uh, who the hell knows what's going to happen? But we're going to be back next week to talk about it. No BS. Trent Valley, Luke Sloan, Matt Merrifield. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And Trent, one pride. Also, a little hump day delivery as we record on a Wednesday. Oh.